0: I, I would love to hear your opinion on uh, prostate artery embolization, the PAE procedure. Um, mm-hmm. I we're, we've heard about that and it sounds like a pretty amazing thing. All right, so uh, prostate artery embolization is or referred to as PAE, is a procedure performed not by a urologist, by a radiologist, where they intentionally close some of the arteries that feed the prostate so that now the prostate reduces in size with the intention of then they'll have um, lesser urinary symptoms. Okay. Um, PAE seems to be a fine approach for people with a very, very big prostate. I'm talking about hundred grams or bigger. I'm not sure that it's necessary for a man with a smaller prostate, though it can work. Um, it's still relatively new, though the research is um, it's pretty good showing that it, it is efficacious. Um, the question that needs to be asked is, is his urinary symptoms related to his prostate or is it not? And only the urologist will be able to, um, to tell, but if he does have a very weak weak stream that is constantly weak throughout the day, um, it might be that his prostate is contribu- contributing to the to, to this urinary sy- symptoms. Um, because if it's not the prostate, then let's not reconsider any of these. And, 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 you know, just the natural approaches that work very well and natural protocols, much, much of which I presented today. So I, would be, I'd have no problems with PAE in terms, I've recommended it to some people, but there's, it's not a walk in the park. Um, And, and yes, it, it, it's a, it's a fine approach for the right person. um, If if they take that approach for sure. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Sure. Thank you indeed. And uh, up next we have David A. Welcome, David.
1: Hi, how you doing? Um, My main question has to do with exercise and I subscribe to your email. So this is why I'm asking this question. You recommend doing four to six hours of exercise a week? Well, I could say the way some people would interpret that is do it all in one day. I believe your philosophy (laughs) is to spread it out (laughs) And in fact, (laughs) um, I think even during one day, let's say if you have an hour to exercise, I'm curious to know if you should do it in 15 minute segments throughout the day rather than just do one hour straight, because I think you said the body should continue to move as much as possible rather than doing all that exercise in one time. And then my second concern is you recommended fish oil. Uh, I'm wondering if algae oil is also okay. And also if you're concerned about it being rancid. And then finally, just a comment. I think one of the risk factors that I don't think you mentioned concerning whether it's prostate cancer or um, breast cancer are plastics. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Great. Great. Thanks, David. So exercise, (laughs) it reminds me of this notion of that men can drink up to two drinks a day, right? And they're fine, right? Women, maybe one drink or less to stay well. And oftentimes, uh, patients would ask me, well, if I don't drink Monday through Friday, can I have, you know, 10 drinks on Saturday night? And that's the same thing, right? <laughs> <It's the> same. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess there, there could be more clarity there. I recommend four to six hours a week of the exercise um, scattered throughout the week, um, whether it's an hour a day for six days or an hour a day for four or five days, then 30 minutes, the other two days, however way you can break that down. I recommend exercise typically at seven days a week for people. And some people look at me like I'm crazy because how can that be good for you? But I do recommend movement and exercise seven days a week, even if it's 15 minutes. Why? A, because we're creatures of habit. And so then if you know you're going to exercise every day, you always will do it. B, because there's psychological benefit to physical exercise. So the psychological benefit of exercise to me is even as intriguing as the physiological benefits. And thirdly, because there's also physiological benefits there where you can get your six hours in. Okay. So I do recommend seven uh, days a week. Um, And then you, you, you mix it up. So do I recommend um, strength training or weight training all the time. No, but I do recommend it at least three times a week, for example. Okay. And I hope that that helps and combined with aerobic exercise and then other things that some people enjoy, like playing tennis or things like that, that counts as well, of course. Plastics. Um, so xenoestrogens are a problem and it's part of the reason why men as they age, they have higher estrogen levels. So there's two reasons why men as they age have more estrogen estrogens in their body. One is because they get fatter and the fatter you get, the more aromatization happens, which converts testosterone to estrogen. Okay. So that's why you want to stay lean and BMI is not enough. And just because you're slim doesn't mean you have, you don't. It doesn't mean you don't have enough, a lot of fat people are walking around that are slim fat. Okay. So their body fat percentage, though they look slim, is still 30%, 35%. All right. Mm-hmm. They aromatize as well and then create more estrogen. And the other reason is because of these xenoestrogens and plastics that we are exposed to that we should stay away from. We should be in, using metal containers and things, things of the sort. Um, and the second question, I can't remember.
1: Do with it had to do with algae oil and fish oil and the rancidity. And is can right. algae oil be used instead of fish oil? And are you concerned yeah. about it being rancid for both?
0: Right. Um, I use really good companies that I work with, and I think the really good companies do a good job on trying to minimize the rancidity of these oils. So it depends on the quality manufacturing practices of the companies that you use um, so rancidity is always a, a concern and an issue but um for the you know the good companies that are out there that make these i have no concerns for both algae or fish oil and i think algae uh algae works just fine yeah uh, algae uh, which contains the omega-3s so the epa dha and you know my understanding that's where fish get it from so you're getting it right from the source so i think that's a fine fine approach um, uh, as well flaxseed oil is not it's not that uh, because your body has to convert that to omega-3s and uh, ep and dha and the body may not be able to Uh, but algae is fine and i i have minimal concerns with with rancidity with um the companies that are uh that i that i work with and they're out there Even some of the -the over-the-counter companies, they do a good job. All right, next. Thank you, doctor. And up next, we have, uh, excuse me, Stephen V.
1: Uh, Thank you, doctor, for a very good presentation. Um, You're welcome. I know I have, I'm 68, 67. I have an enlarged prostate, but it's not 100 grams. It's 40 grams. I'm on an alpha blocker, and uh, that seems to help a little bit. And I've tried a high quality salt palm metal product, you know, it was extracted with supercritical carbon dioxide. I tried it for a year. I didn't seem to see much difference. Yeah. How, how do you think about that?
0: Well, first of all, your prostate is not enlarged of you're 67 and is 40 grams. So you're, you don't have an enlarged prostate. The second thing is that I don't know if you have urinary symptoms. I, I think most men in their 60s will have some. Uh, so it depends what your baseline is before you started taking your, your soft palmetto. Um, if in your baseline, you had, you know, frequent urinary problems and getting up five, six times a night, then, and then that nothing happened after the soft palmetto, then, uh, then it didn't work. Um, the alpha blocker for urinary. So the alpha blocker doesn't shrink your prostate. The alpha blocker helps with urinary symptoms and it does a very good job in doing so. Two side effects that come with alpha blockers, one is retro, actually three, one is retrograde ejaculation, where you don't see your semen when you ejaculate. The other is in some people that have a history of sinusitis, then that intensifies, the sinusitis intensifies. And then the third is related to blood pressure, it can actually lower your blood pressure a little bit too much. So what I would say is that, um, that I'm not sure that saw palmetto is working for you. I would say the alpha blocker is probably working for you. I don't know, and I I, I, I would use the botanicals that um, that I posted up on the uh, on this presentation, um, which includes uh, curcumin, quercetin, boswellia, and all those. I think those work better, um, and um, and a prostate support formula um, that contains those probably works best i'll be writing a lot about those things uh, for those uh, um i think it's on my own queue as it relates to bph and it's probably on a podcast coming up soon as well so i'll i'll have more details but that's that's a good starting point for you steve